Hey guys, welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Today's episode is for the girl who wants to be a better friend. Learn how to stop comparing and start celebrating to find purpose in your friendship and figure out which ones are worth fighting for. Join us as we discuss ways to set kingdom friendships. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey guys, welcome back. We are excited about today's episode. I kind of said that in a not excited tone of voice. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I am excited. Pumped. We're talking all about Ken's and I's friendship and oh everything my. we've learned. We it's have be a good learned episode. quite a bit. But before that, it is time for our mess up story Mac and Ken's mess up. Mac and Ken's mess up. And sadly, this didn't happen this week, but we decided to go back into our kind of like history, which we will do sometimes. Sometimes it'll be like really recent, but then other times some stories are just too good not to share. Yeah. So this is one of those. We want to take you guys back to the For the Girl tour from this past year. So this is in February of 2019. And we we were midway through maybe this was like our fourth stop, I think. Yes. I think because this is the second weekend. So yes. we're fourth stop. We were For anybody that doesn't know though, so we do oh, a yeah. tour around our book. It's a book tour basically. And we stop it. This time we stopped at eight different locations. This yes. is our fourth ish. And just picture, you know, when we say tour, I mean, I think that makes us sound cool, but <laughs> this is Not about cool. as thrown together tour as you can possibly imagine. So there's five of us on this tour, myself, Ken's, uh, Kirsten and Devin, who are our worship leaders, and then Sean Hansen, who is the leader of Bud Ministries, came with us to help be on a panel and everything. So it's the five of us, and we are doing the setup, the takedown, running the sound, selling the merch. I mean, we're doing it all. We, we have no are help doing it all. Which not we're not saying that to say like we're awesome. We do everything. We're just saying that to that give you a picture we're of not how awesome. messy yeah. this could have been. Yeah, and therefore we have to do everything ourselves because we don't have a team of people to help us. Yes. So we're on this tour. We're at Michigan State University. And every night when you get to For the Girl Tour, you never know what your venue is going to look like. Like it's just a shot in the dark, basically. <laughs> yes. And so our venue was amazing, but it was like this classroom Circle classroom? Like a stadium classroom. A lecture yeah. hall. A lecture hall. We wouldn't know because we went to small school. But Yeah. It's like a lecture. There's like a name for it. Do you remember the name? Uh, no. Okay. Well, yeah, there was a name for it, but we don't <laughs> remember that name. Um, but anyways, we get there and we realize that we're having to set up everything as we normally do, but we also are having to do sound. You're having, we're having to run the sound. Slides. So this this includes the slideshow for the worship set. This includes the slideshow for our videos. This includes the sound for the videos. It includes our miking the lights, ourselves. The lights. The lights. We're having to do the light, lights ourselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. And like, mm-hmm. it is technical. 
It, it is, is very technical. <laughs> it is very technical. And one of the Delight girls recruited her boyfriend to <laughs> come and to help us run the slides, which was so amazing. Nice. But the weird part about this is that the slide, you know, normally the table where the computer is to run the slides is in the back of the room. This was in the front of the room, yeah. right <laughs> under the stage is this boyfriend, Delight boyfriend is having to stand there and run the slides. The tour is called for the girls. So it's only girls and then girls. a boy on the stage. But he's like a little elevated because, you know, they're all like sitting <laughs> yeah, on the ground and weird. he's like at an elevated table. It was he was a part of some he intimate moment, a true trooper for all of this. OK, but anyways, we we start the night. We start the night and um, there's a panel and <laughs> no, first of all. So we're mic'd ourselves. Okay, but like, that happen is, first? Yes. I no. Okay, go ahead at the panel. First. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, so we have a panel or whatever. And I mean, it's already kind of a train wreck because Ken's is like going out to do the panel. And I'm running the facilitating the panel, but, but I also am doing the lights. The lights, so yes. So I had to do the lights first and I was backstage. Now, the problem with backstage is that it was very dark backstage. So and dark. full of furniture. Full yeah, of furniture. Weird. Yeah. Well, because we slammed all the chairs back <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, we put all the chairs room. back there. Okay. And so, Ken's, it, I'm standing out there and the panel is very delayed. Like, all the boys are on the panel waiting for her and you can't, she's not out there. And then you hear a crash. Yep. A straight up crash. <laughs> yeah. And Ken's. I fell really hard <laughs> behind the stage in like, it just really hurt my pinky. Honestly, <laughs> it was like crashing, but I was like having to lead the panel too. So she so comes I, running out from backstage. The lights finally are in the right way. She's all frazzled. Like her hair is a mess and she's like laughing. This was also our out. biggest one. We had the most yeah, people there. We I did. mean, hundreds of people looking we at did. me as I'm struggling. But you recovered. The panel recovered. went fine. The panel went fine. The panel went fine. It was all good. But then after then, the panel, so we are mic'd ourselves as explaining. Yeah, like we have those little mics that, you know, you wear around your ear or whatever. You can't see, but you can kind of see. It's like weird. You can kind of see. It looks like something weird on your face. But and after the panel. Yes. And I, it was after my talk. It was sometime where we had to go to the bathroom. Both of us. And the bathroom think. was very far from the venue. Like. It was so very far away. We opened the doors to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and there's a girl out there, and the girl is like, there's freaked a bat. out. There's she's a bat. so freaked out. And I'm like, a what? And she's like, a bat. Like, we're indoors. There's a bat. There really was a, a bat. bat. And, and so it was a little scary, I, was I, like, I admit. Oh my gosh. I was like yelling to you, and I was like, whoa, there's a bat. So, anyways, we go to the bathroom. We, we come, come back, back in and realize that our mics were we on. We never turned them off. So, so I don't know how long they connected. I'm just really hoping they didn't connect to the bathroom because that. <laughs> Me too. I didn't even think weird. about that. I'm. I don't know. But yeah, we left I mean, behind some yeah. good memories there okay. at MSU, and I, I like. I sincerely apologize to everybody to at MSU. anybody who came to that one because it that wasn't, wasn't even organized. the whole of it. I mean. We had like our worship team, they forgot the lyrics to a song and like we sang, like everybody thought it was a super spiritual moment, but it was like three minutes of them just not being able to sing the song Ugh. and it was quite the time. So yes, if you were on For the Girl Tour at Michigan State, we're sincerely sorry. You know what was funny too? We walk out of that place and Mac and I 
and Kirsten, the other girl with us, we are all like, wow, that went terribly. We were like upset to our core. And then Sean comes out, you know, the guy, the only guy with us. And he was like, that went pretty well. And he was and like, we I like, think that was the best one yet. I mean, shocked. Like, <laughs> cute boys. They just can't cue in to like yeah. any, anything. No, I no. was like, Sean, no. No, no, Sean. We are emotionally hurt. <laughs> Anyways. We are forever scarred from that night. We promise if you come on for the girl tour in 2020, it won't be like it that. It really will be better, all you Michigan girls. Yeah, okay. if anybody would like to uh, volunteer to be our sound and slide person and travel around with us for a couple of months, oh we, we would accept accept yeah, that please. okay so that was mac and ken's mess up if you have any mess ups that you want to share with us this week i want to see something you do that is just so cringy embarrassing awful please tag us i need to feel better about myself okay all right let's jump in i'm so pumped about today i'm really really excited i think we said last week that I really feel like God has been just kind of speaking to both of us about how we need to start talking more about friendship. Um, You know, friendship is something that's just kind of not super talked about in the Christian world a lot. And I don't really know why. There's just not a lot out there on it. But I think that if we really start to step into friendships in a really kingdom-oriented way, it could shift so much of the world around us. And I think I really want... I really felt us called to share about friendship, not because we're awesome at it, but because we've seriously messed up a lot of the along the way in friendships. Talk yeah. about mess ups. Yes. We've had some major ones. And um, I think we've just learned a lot. And so we're really excited to kind of dive into this whole idea of stepping into kingdom friendships and um, really speaking to girls who really want to just become a better friend. Yeah, totally. Um, just to begin, I wanted to give them a glimpse of like what, how long we've really been friends and how our friendship has developed. So we've told this story a lot of times, so I don't really want to get in depth of it because I feel like it's kind of old now. If you've listened to or followed Delight for any period of time, you've probably heard this story, but we, um, met at Belmont University and decided to start Delight our sophomore year. We went to dinner together at a Greek restaurant down the street. And over that dinner, we were just like, gosh, why weren't we friends sooner? We need to hang out. And that was our sophomore year of high school. So college. Sorry, (laughs) that would have been a long time of college. So we've been friends since then. Um, So that has been almost seven years or it has been seven years. Mm -hmm. And when we say friends, like, I mean, eventually a couple of years after that, we started doing delight seriously and spent every day together Mm -hmm. for at least, you know, nine to five ish, like a job for the last seven years, six years. We've traveled together. We've traveled together. We've been on so many trips together. Our first year out of college, we were traveled. I mean, we were gone for like 10 weeks, both semester, and we went everywhere together. Yeah. And I mean, when you travel with people, you see everything (laughs) and you cannot hide from each other. So I can't believe we survived that, honestly. That is true. And we still like to travel together today. We're always trying to like plan secret getaways just for the two of us. Yes. We are basically a married. We're always on the same page. And we always can order for each other, you know. Yeah. We're yeah. I think that's a little bit of the reason why we work is because when we're on vacation together or just on a work trip together um you know like when you're tired and like you kind of just want to like do whatever easiest and like get to bed 
that is not Ken's and I. Like we want to like really soak up the full experience. And so if we heard about this restaurant that was like an hour away and it might be closing in an hour and two minutes, we're like, oh, we can make it. We can make it. We, sure. we got that. We got to do that. And yeah. so we always are going above and beyond to like have the best experience. And anytime somebody else is new in the fold or in the mix, they're usually not down for that. So yeah, they're like, it's too far away. Excuses, excuses. We are like, no. We are in for the adventure. <laughs> so anyways, I say all that because I think it does, in a sense, qualify us to talk about friendship. I mean, we have grown up together, spent a lot of hours. So yeah. So yeah. we pulled out a few different things, um, three main things that we want to share with you guys that we have learned or that God has taught us the most about friendship mm-hmm. in these last seven years. Um, and the first thing is a hot topic and we call that comparison. Yeah. And yeah, we have learned a lot about this. Take it away, Mac. (laughs) Thanks for that, that handoff. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were kind of talking about this and talking about what are some big things that we've kind of learned in our friendship, I almost felt myself frustrated that like we had to kind of address this, but I think this is actually so big and so huge and if you let comparison get in the way of your friendships it'll truly eat them alive and they'll end in no time um Mm. and so I think that for us Ken's and I have always been very different we're really blessed in that way like we're kind of like opposites in some ways and then obviously super similar in, in the ways that really matter but um so comparison wasn't something that we like really had to deal with straight from the beginning you know it wasn't like we were like going after the same things or anything along along those lines but you know the deeper that we got into the light and the more that we were leading in the beginning, we did everything together when it came to delight. Like if we were writing a book, we wrote it together. If we were ordering stickers, we ordered stickers together. If we were creating a budget, we did it together. And, you know, the longer that things went on in delight, the more that we kind of had to separate and go, okay, that's more your area. That's more my area. I'm good at this. You're good at this. Like, let's kind of separate some things. And I think at first we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is good. You know, I can celebrate what you're good at and you can celebrate what I'm good at. But then there would be little things that would come up and it would go, oh, if Ken's is doing that, she's better at that area than me. It must mean that like, I'm really bad at that area. Yeah. Or like, you're going to be like more noticed. Yeah. More noticed or more seen. And, um, a little lies, I think from the enemy just kind of started to slip in slowly, but surely. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think we've had a couple of moments where, comparison really felt like it was at the forefront of things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that like we'd all be lying if we said that comparison hasn't played a part in your friendship at some point or another. I think it's something that like you almost Mm -hmm. give it more power by choosing to ignore it. I think you kind of take its power if you address it and you deal with it head on. And I think a lot of friendships, they'd rather just like be like, oh, we don't compare. That's like not an issue for us. But I think that if we bring it to the forefront, we say, hey, this is a lie. Let's address it. Like, let's talk about it. Let's take away its power. Then you can move forward. And I think we had to kind of have that moment. And so, yeah, yeah. And we were we were trying to give you guys like a good tangible. We were like, okay, well, it's in the moment like this has really been the worst for us, Um, really stole our joy. Um, And 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us, this is a vulnerable moment for us, but it's (laughs) um, around, um, like we were talking about, being noticed. So Mac is a really dynamic speaker. She is like, she just is a natural. Like she can get up on a stage of however many people. And first of all, she's not nervous at all. But then second of all, she's just really good at it. Like she um, prepares like, awesome sermons, awesome points. Um, she is just fire out there. You leave empowered. I mean, if anybody listens to her speak, they're going to be talking about with their friends for like the next like seven weeks. (laughs) That's a long time. (laughs) For seven weeks. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And so at the beginning of delay, actually when we do this leadership conference, it's one area that we speak consistently. Um, and at the beginning we did, we did like our final like night speaking together and, um, we kind of like split it in half and, it was not the best. It just wasn't good. <laughs> it was kind of a train wreck. It was a train wreck. <laughs> I think we both tried to block it out of our memories. Yes, so we don't we really did. remember, but yeah. it was a bit of a train wreck. It was a train wreck. So then the next time Mac, next conference comes around a year later and Mac is like, okay, like what if like this final night, like I spoke and I was like, okay. Which is, I can't believe I said that. That's yeah. <laughs> I remember being very it. scared to say it, but yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I knew kind of that I, it wasn't my like gifting, but I didn't really want to let it go because, you know, that's like, in the, she'd be in the limelight and like, I would be less noticed. And so I was like, okay, like, that's fine. You can. Yeah. And I was like kind of bitter about it. And like she spoke the next year. And like, I honestly think while you were preparing your speech, like we didn't even really talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it was just like you yeah. just did it on your own. And then she did it and killed it. And like afterwards, like seriously, people were like talking about it for like the next seven weeks. So it was like, <laughs> Mac this, Mac that. Mac is such a good speaker. What she said, you know, when you're talking to somebody over a coffee date, like I would go out to coffee with somebody and they'd be like, I'd be like, so what's the Lord been teaching you? And then be like, well, at the conference when Mac spoke and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. about that. And yeah. like it was just a constant like affirmation of that gifting for you. And in my heart, I was like, <gasps> Like, I feel like that's only, you know, when you, this is the thing with comparison is when it, like you go down, if you don't talk about it, you go down this, like this, what do you call it? Like a rabbit, rabbit hole of mm-hmm. like just being like, you fill oh in my all the details. I was like, you Mac, add the details, the lies, definitely. the lies. I was like, wow, I'm like, Mac is going to take over delight. Like she is going to be this or either she's going to take over delight or she's just going to become a famous speaker. And I'm just going to be like behind the scenes in the office. I was like, I'm not even good at anything. I was like, what am I even going to be good at? And I was like, gosh, this sucks. Like, this really sucks. And I think finally what happened was, first of all, I'm trying to think of the moment of change. I think the second conference, the next conference came around. Yeah. And I just had a choice. Like I really did. I remember you, we were planning the second conference or, you know, whichever third conference we were planning the conference and we we're sitting there and we were creating the schedule and we were talking about the last worship night. And you said to me, well, of course you're going to speak again, right? And I was like, I, I am? And you're like, yeah, right? Like, duh. And I was like, oh, really? And for me, I was like, that felt like for me, I mean, obviously I wanted to because 
I really felt like I kind of was trying to explore that gift and trying trying to just step into something that I felt like God kind of leading me in. And when you kind of like, I felt like that was the first time you really empowered me in it. You were like, yeah, of course you're going to step into that. Of course, like that's your lane. Like I want you to walk in that. And I don't know if even you felt it, but like I felt the support from you and that changed everything for me, like in my planning and in my preparation, like I felt supported by you that time. Whereas the first round, it's not like I didn't feel, I didn't feel like you were against me, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel, I could probably sense a little bit of like maybe how comparison was kind of like seeping in. And I think like the opposite of comparison, like the antidote to comparison is always going to be celebration. And when I felt celebrated by you, that's like when I felt like freedom for me to really step into my lane and own my lane rather than being like comparing myself to you of like, oh my gosh, like, am I this way as Kansas? You know what I mean? Like it was just a really freeing moment for me on the other side of it. Yeah. And then you can shine even more. And that's the thing on, on my end. I was like, okay, well I would, I would at some point in comparison, like when you feel that those like nasty thoughts about comparison, like you just, you have a choice to just celebrate. Like I, I wasn't gonna become a great speaker. Like I'm not going to sit in my room and prepare something. Like that's not like my giftings. Like, and I don't know that I necessarily realized that then I was like, Oh, it wasn't like, Oh, that's not my giftings. I'll just let her shine. I'm totally cool with it. It was like, I honestly was still wrestling with it. I was like, Mm -hmm. I wish I was good at that. I wish I did, but okay. I guess I'll just be like, you should speak again. And the second I just was like, okay, you should do it again. You're so good at it. And I just chose to celebrate. It became like so much more fun in our friendship because I could just be like, you are good at that. And then it was like, anytime anybody complimented her, I was like, yeah, that's Mac. And like, it just is a choice to change your perspective. Like, and I feel like through that, you found your lane. Like it's been super cool. So at the end of every conference, um, over the last couple of years. So like I'll speak and I'll share. And then Ken's leads uh, like a time of prayer and response. And it's so cool because I've watched Ken's like step into this. Like Ken's is a powerful prayer. Like everybody, same. I've sat with so many people who are like, that prayer that Ken's led when she talked about this one thing, like, oh my gosh, I'm still thinking about it. And like, even now I find myself calling Ken's if I'm like speaking and I need help with like a responsive prayer. I'm like, what do you do? how do I do this? You know? And it's been really cool watching how like you kind of letting go of comparison and, and choosing to, to celebrate me helped you to kind of identify the specific place that God was calling you. And God was really like leading you to step into and to really own. And so now when we lead together, like it is so cool and powerful because it is, it's like, oh, you get to cheer me on when I'm doing my thing and then I get to cheer you on. And then we always talk about this too. Like it feels like when you win, I win too because like we're mm-hmm. on the same team in all this. Like yeah, I get to sure. say like when you crush it, when you kill it, like when you're stepping into this gifting that God has given you, like it feels like just as big of a win for me because I really feel like we're on the same team and we're not competing against each other. For sure, yeah. And that's when I feel like you know like, okay, comparison doesn't have like a foothold here anymore. And that's been really cool to kind of get to step into that. And we're not always perfect at it, but I feel like it's been fun when we've had those moments. Yeah, totally. And that is the thing is like, there are, you just got to stay once you, you have to find like what your 
best at and just like stay in in your lane in that sort of sense. And you won't to find out what you're gifted at, what you're best at is you've got to get over the comparison yeah. thing. Because like what Mac was just saying, it will take up all your brain space. It really all will. your heart space, everything. And so until you choose to celebrate and get over yourself and over that comparison, then you'll all realize what you are actually gifted at. It's just like opening your, your mind, your space to be for God to speak into that. And so, yeah, but that's the thing is once you find your gifting, you stay in your lane and like, like take the conference, for example, there's like a couple hundred people in the, in the room, like of those people, like a lot of them need to hear a sermon and be empowered and need like to be poured into. Yeah, and yeah. then a lot of them, they just need to be like so in the spirit and pray yeah, yeah. and like talk to the Lord. Like people like need and are looking for different things. You think even outside of just that conference space, just in the world around us, some people really need like a cheery, joyful spirit in their life. And they need somebody who's going to walk in the grocery store and make their day. Other people, they need an evangelist who's going to come up to them and speak the gospel over them. Mm -hmm. Like other people need, like there's just a number of different giftings and there's so many people in the world to reach. Yeah. And like, we've got to like stay in our lane and start walking in our giftings. And yeah, I would just challenge everybody listening to start doing that because you also, you got to start and then you'll grow too. You grow so much more when you like start to like realize that and start practicing it out. Yeah. And the freedom, the freedom on the other side of comparison mm -hmm. really, I think, lays foundation for friendship to truly begin, like really, truly for begin. Sure. For and sure, yeah. I think that kind of leads us to our next point. Um, true kingdom friendships don't compare, but they have purpose. And this mm -hmm. is so big. I, um, over the last couple of years throughout college experience and like beyond college, I think honestly going into college, I had a really me center perspective when it came to came to friendship. Like I was looking for people that made me feel less alone, people that made me, that understood me, people that like I could hang out with on Friday nights, people that like I didn't have to sit by myself in the cafeteria, like all these different things. And so when I was looking for friends and I was pursuing friendships, anything that didn't feel good to me was like, oh, well then that's not important in my friendship. That's like, I don't need them as a friend. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned over the last several years is taking that me perspective and turning it into a kingdom perspective. And mm -hmm. when um, my perspective comes through the lens of glorifying, glorifying Jesus rather than like glorifying myself through friendship, honestly, I started finding different friends. I started finding friends that challenged me. I started finding mm -hmm. friends that honestly made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I started finding friends that like I could really walk in purpose with. And um, that has really changed everything. So I think in order to have a purpose in your friendship, it mm -hmm. first has to not be about you. But then mm -hmm. secondly, like the best friendships are friendships who come together for a purpose, for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, like I look at Ken's and I's friendship and um, when we became friends, we didn't come together to start a national women's ministry. Mm -hmm. We came together because we both wanted to create Christ in our community on our campus. It was that small. Like we literally looked around at our campus and we're like, hey, there's a lot of girls who love the Lord, but like we're doing it all in isolation and we're doing it separately. And what would it look like to bring us together? We thought mm -hmm. it was going to be 10 girls in a coffee shop. God did a lot more with that. But mm -hmm. that purpose 
drew us together in our friendship Mm -hmm. and really laid a foundation for our friendship to grow and our friendship to matter and to have meaning. And I really think, Ken's like if we we if we didn't have that purpose, I don't know if we would have been friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like we get along so well now, but I think I would have looked at you and been like, oh, I don't know if we are like going to jive. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. because like we come from different places and different backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool that like our friendship is still standing here today because there has been such a big purpose Mm -hmm. behind it. Yeah, for sure. Putting purpose to your friendships bring you closer that's for sure yeah like they just naturally will um but yeah I think it's crazy when you look around the world around me like just through when I look at social media when I I mean look at my own life too in some of my relationships I'm like there's no purpose in this like Mm -hmm. and it's convicting like you know when you just have conversation with your friends it's fun to have like a lighthearted conversation now and here and there like of course I do that but like if you're like only talking about like other people and gossiping together if you're only like talking about drama about even if you're just talking about boys and boy stuff all the time like that is not Mm purpose-centered conversation that is not impactful like if you hear anything from this now, it's just like challenging you to, to make the most of your friendship, to bring purpose into your friendship. And if you like have, if you have a girlfriend that is following the Lord too, and you're listening to this, like start talking about the things you're passionate about. And what's so cool and sweet about Jesus is I really believe that if you are good friends, like he and following Jesus, he might be speaking the same things in your life, like purposeful things in your life as he is your friend. And like, if you guys talk, you might be able to talk about that and come together in it. And it's going to be like a wow, crazy, cool moment that you guys get to do that together. And it might be like a small thing. Like, so maybe you guys mutually like notice that there's a lot more like homeless people and you want to serve them. Um, or maybe there's like, Maybe it's like your sorority is on campus. Maybe you've been mutually feeling excluded from your sorority and you want to like be more inclusive together. Maybe you've mutually just felt like there's one particular person that you need to love more. Like it could be or it could be big, huge dreams like starting a company or like changing the world, like the big things. Like I really believe though, if if you have a best friend who's chasing after Jesus, that like there's some things God is probably speaking to both of you separately that you should start talking about together and bring purpose to your friendship. Yeah. Like I think you got to name the vision. Like you got to say like, Hey, Ken's and I, like the vision for our friendship is to invite women into Christ in our community. Like that's why Every time we sit down for coffee, every time we meet in the morning, every time we go for a run together, every time we do anything, like, honestly, it all goes back to that at the end yeah. of the day for us. Like, yeah, sometimes we have fun and we like drive an hour out of our way for pizza. But a lot of the times it's yeah. all goes back to that heartbeat of, for hey, sure. we want to invite women into Christ in our community. And I have other friends that other friendships that have a different vision. Like, you know, I have another friendship who she's honestly the opposite in me in every way. Like we're in different industries and everything, but the vision for our friendship is to like, for me is to speak like life and, and God centered things into her. And then for her, she speaks kind of 
realness in the world into me and she keeps me grounded and out of my like Christian bubble. And I really need that. And there's such a purpose and a vision and we're both on the same page with that. And so I think sometimes it's starting a ministry together. And I love that Kenzie said, sometimes it's like, Hey, when we get together, like we are for the underdog or we are for the lost or we are going to serve in this way or that way. And so I think you've gotta have purpose and vision for your friendships if you really want to be an awesome friend and if you really want to be used for the kingdom together yeah can you imagine if all the friends out there started to actually like actively do something together wow that would be so so crazy cool yeah and I think that that leads to like the final point that we want to make today is that when you are stepping into a friendship where it's so much more than having a friend to like not be alone with, but it's having a friend that you're both like on the same vision or mission or heartbeat for, um, there are going to be moments within that, that hard things are going to happen where you're going to disagree, where you're going to get in a fight, where there's going to be drama, where there's Mm going to be things that like flare up and you're going to think, Oh, why am I even friends with this person? Mm-hmm. you're going to want to like end the friendship, but friendships that have purpose, friendships that have vision, friendships that are centered upon, honestly, God's heart are so worth fighting for. Yeah. Like those are the friendships that are worth fighting for. Those yeah. are the friendships that like you cannot give up on. And um, yeah, because think about it. If there are two people that are doing big things for God's kingdom the enemy notices that yeah. and like he is going to do everything and his, he, he's going to do more. Like if you're not really doing anything for God's kingdom, honestly, you don't have to worry about the enemy. He doesn't even care about you. You're not doing anything. Yeah. But if you are doing things for God's kingdom, now he's worried about you and he's going to start getting in the way of your friendship. And that looks like comparison. That looks like mm-hmm. envy. That looks like jealousy. That looks mm-hmm. like, um, drama, like, he's going to get in the way. And so, yeah, I think it's good to be really attentive to that and work through things. Notice how the enemy's at work, name it, like work through it, talk through it. Like I know for Mac and I, we're going to share a story in a second, but I know for Mac and I at the end of the day, like there are definitely times where I think the enemy's trying to like rip us apart in a sense and I feel it sometimes yeah and I always have to like look at her and beyond the crazy things that are coming out of her mouth (laughs) I'm just like okay I love this about her and I'll like name one thing in my head not out loud that would be so annoying (laughs) (laughs) we're like in the middle of the fight you're like I love your passion (laughs) that would be very weird but no in my head I'm like okay no I like remind myself of something that is true about her um and that is real about her because whatever she's saying whatever the fight is like that's I mean, the fight's real. It's a real thing. We're probably working through something difficult, but like also it's not that big of a deal. It's just the enemy trying to get in the way and it's annoying. So I just try to go back to the root of who she really is and what we really do together for God's kingdom. And so just a tangible way, like if you are struggling in your friendship, just remind yourself, just pick a couple things, go back to a couple things um, to have it in your pocket when things are going to get hard. It's so good. Yeah, um, I love that. And I think like, we couldn't sit here and talk about friendships that are worth fighting for without sharing like some real moments from our own friendship. And, um, about a year and a half ago, maybe, uh, Ken's and I, um, 
we're in a long season of honestly not liking each other, (laughs) like a long season. I mean, I'm not talking about we were in a fight for a week or we were in a fight for a month. I'm talking we were in a fight for six months, seven months, eight months. I mean, a long time. And it honestly, looking back now, like I know that seriously, the enemy was so present in all of this like just keeping us not on the same page and there was a lot of outside circumstances that led to this but honestly I think we were still a little bit immature in our friendship and and hadn't really placed um, hedges of protection around our friendship like we had kind of let you know our own insecurities let our own um, probably like pride and selfish ambitions get in the way and so um, we're coming into this like six month period we're we're six months in I mean we're seeing each other every single day like we literally worked in the little offices (laughs) next door to each other yet somehow we're just like put up with each other Mm. and um, we come to this moment where we had gone home for Christmas break I think or something vacation with our families and came back and I remember thinking like I remember thinking like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be this like awkward around Ken's anymore. And like, I just need to have a conversation with her where like, I say like, Hey, we don't have to be friends anymore, but like, we just like got to figure this out. But like, we don't have to be friends anymore. You know, I was just so done with it. Honestly, like I was so like, this isn't even worth fighting for anymore. And we go to lunch and it's one of our favorite spots, Burger Up, and we're sitting on the patio and we are in this heated conversation. Like, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you're fighting with someone and you're trying not to yell, but like you, you, sometimes things slip out and you're like, oh shoot. The waiter comes over and is like, yeah, can I help? Like, is everything good? And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking at Ken's and being like, I was literally like, we don't even have to be friends anymore. Like we just got to like figure out a way to cope or whatever. And she looks at me and she was like, no. And I was like, what? And she's like, no. She like laughed at me. She's like, no, we're not just not going to be friends anymore. And I remember being like, I was so taken aback by it. I was like, you want to be my friend at the end of six months of honestly me being mean to you because I was hurt by you and all this stuff. And she was like, no, like that's not even an option. Like we are going to be friends at the end of this. Like we're going to figure this out. And for me, that was honestly like her just speaking the truth into me that like I needed to hear that so badly. And honestly, to have a friend that says, hey, no, like I don't care how much I dislike you. You are worth fighting for in my mm-hmm. life. And like because of our purpose, because of the vision for our friendship, it wasn't just ending a friendship. It would be ending a vision that mattered mm-hmm. and that had mm-hmm. purpose. And um, that switch I mean it wasn't like the next day we were rainbows and butterflies again but Mm -hmm. that truly like flipped the switch in our friendship where we were able to step onto a path of healing and step onto a path of like growth Mm -hmm. and we were honestly able to start to pray together again to start to like dream together again to start to like Mm -hmm. get back on the same page and Mm -hmm. I think that just goes to say that there are friendships in your life that no matter what happens like they are worth fighting for. Do not let the enemy tear apart things that make a difference in the kingdom. And, um, I have had a lot of girls come to me and they're like, I just don't, can't imagine us like getting back on the same page. I feel so hurt by this person, all of this stuff. And I ask them, I'm like, is there a purpose in your friendship? Like, are you guys serving the kingdom better when you guys are friends? And if they say yes, then I'm like, fight for it. Yeah. Like at some point where you, and if it, even if it was like, Six months ago, like us, eight months ago, yeah. like 
yes, we were at one point. Yes, you were at one point. Then fight for it. And like, I mean, of course, it's going to be I could have sat there in that conversation. I would have loved to like just you know told me all the ways you hated me even that season yes so glad you mentioned let's definitely not (laughs) be friends (laughs) okay bye (laughs) there's a million people in the world and there are you're gonna there are that you can meet other people and you will be able to move on from friends but like you just gave up on something that or we would have been giving up in in something so so great you know something that's serving god's kingdom in huge huge ways and so you got to fight for it it's going to be the harder decision but you have to fight for it and then on on the other side of the coin i i will say if you're friends with somebody and there's no purpose to your friendship and you just feel like it's like really hard for you to be around them and they're hurting you they're either hurting you or they're not good for you honestly i want to probably touch more on the not good for you side meaning they like go out on the weekends a lot or just an easy friend to hang out with, but you only talk about boys and drama and you kind of know in your hearts of hearts that there's really, they're just a comfort friend or they're just there to fill time and space. Like I want to encourage you to stop being friends with them. Like seriously, just stop being friends with them. There are so many people out there in the world that need friends and Mm -hmm. that are lonely. Yeah. Um, And there are so many places to meet people too. Like there are a million different campus organizations if you're in college. Also, if you're not in college, you can go to church. You can do your kickball league in your city. The person sitting next to you at a coffee shop, literally everywhere. Exactly. You just got to put yourself out there. Um, We could probably go on this subject for a while, but honestly, just... You got to pursue people. People expect you to be the one that you expect other people to pursue you, but you got to pursue people and put yourself out there. It's okay if you get rejected. You probably won't get rejected because everybody loves um, a friend and more friends. Um, But yeah, if you are with somebody or you're hanging out with people that aren't good for you, stop being friends with them. You're wasting your time. They're stealing your joy. Um, and God has something way better for you. So I would just empower you, encourage you to have a friendship. Honestly, if Mac and I's friendship set, let that set a standard, let it set an example. I mean, look at what we have done, what we fought for in our friendship and now the lives that are changed because of it. And all glory glory to God of course but we've also like really followed Jesus in that and stepped into like healing and um worked hard to like not compare and to not let the enemy win and like there's so much fruit from that and there will be from your friendships too yeah I think that's so good there are friendships worth fighting for and then there are friendships that are not worth fighting for and I think a lot of times we that feels so dramatic and so awful to like have to like let go of a friendship, especially in college when you're like just looking for anybody to be your friend so you don't feel alone. But I think really have that like hard look, hard truth about the current status of your friendships. And if they're, if you're just being friends with people just to make yourself feel comfortable, um, you're quite literally not leaving room for God to give you those really fruitful, purposeful friendships. And so you got to make space and you got to make time for those friendships to be able to enter into your life. So I loved this conversation. I love that we're not going to let comparison get in the way. We're going to set purpose and vision to our friendships. And then we are going to fight for the friendships worth fighting for and let go and not fight for the ones that 
that don't have purpose. Yes, I love it. Best friends are so fun. I wouldn't be able to do anything without you. I wouldn't be able to do anything without you. And I just got to say, you are truly my best friend. And seriously, Uh. I've said this before, but Ken's was the first person that I met that really, who was my age, who I straight up looked up to like the way that you love Jesus. Like I literally met you and I was like, oh my gosh, that girl is all in. I had never met someone my age who was all in. And I think meeting you gave me the freedom and like the conviction to be all in too for the first time in my life. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it looked like to be all in until I met you. And um, it's been really cool. Like I have so much fun with you. You're truly like the best friend. Ah. I think the same of you. Thanks. Love you. Love you. Love you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in today. Next week, you want to tell them what we're talking about next week? Yes. I would love to tell them what we are talking about. (laughs) Do you know what we're talking about next week? (laughs) Yes. We are going to be talking about for the girl who wants influence and how to stop wasting your time on Instagram. Ooh, I can't wait for this episode. We got a lot to tell you guys. We are going to get heated. Like the tone (laughs) of voice is going to change. Um, I promise we care a lot about this subject and also know that the Lord is calling us to talk about this. So we have a lot to share. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. Can't wait till next week. Can't see all the friendships that get better and form through all this. Kingdom friendships. Let's go. go. All right. (laughs) Bye. OMG, we are already back in school. How did that happen so quickly? I don't know. It's crazy. Have you made your staples run yet? For sure. All my pink folders and cute pens. <laughs> Speaking of back to school supplies, have you seen the new Delight merch? So good. Oh my the goodness. Pink. I have been living in that new gray sweatshirt. I mean, I put it on religiously. It's so comfy. Oversized sweatshirts are just the best. Everybody needs about 10 in their life. Seriously, if you haven't picked up your Delight merch for the semester yet, head to our website right now delightministries.com and use the code for the girl for 10% off your next order more importantly now that you're back at school you have to know about delight chapters that's the main thing we do here at delight is we have communities of women that meet on a weekly basis and there might be a chapter at your campus so look on our website you'll be able to find all the chapters there And yeah, I hope you join one. You should have like yesterday. It's the best thing ever. It's going to change your life. Seriously, amazing community. And if you don't have a Delight chapter on your campus, we'd love for you to consider bringing Delight to your campus. You can head to our website for more details on how to start a Delight. That would be the dream. Happy back to school, everybody. Study hard.